the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rescuers Radio Show Ministry, heard every Thursday at 530 on Faith Talk 1360 and uh, faithtalk1360.com. And then we're in the uh, podcast stream where you can just Google uh, Rescuers Radio Show, and you will find us at Spotify, iCast, uh, Instagram, almost anywhere, Facebook. And I uh, hope you dial us in. If, you, if not live on Thursdays at 5.30 at uh, Faith Talk 1360, then anytime after that, uh, look for the podcast. So I have a great guest today. She's been a friend for a long time and, uh, and really uh, looking forward to hearing your words of wisdom, Donna Kafer. Hi, Donna. Hello there, Art. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well, thanks. <laughs> For those that may not know, her current position, uh, Donna Kafer, is the Arizona Legislative Chaplaincy, and we're going to talk a lot about that. But first, uh, you have been blessed with many talents, my dear. Yeah, I have a lot of uh, irons in the fire, as they say, <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. Just a lot of interest. Uh, some of it started at a very young age, and just it's all kind of compiled over the years. Well, well we're going to go through the weeds in some of those things. Yeah, here a little well, bit. there's a but, lot but of But first weeds. of all, I'd like for our audience to get to know who you are. What, what's your backstory, and how did you get to this point in your oh, life? Oh, my. What a story. Well, believe it or not, I'm an Arizona native. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, I born at... Uh, what I why I call Good Sam Hospital goes by another name now, but I like to say you know I'm of a certain age now that my birthplace is a parking lot. <laughs> like wow, like so yeah, New Phoenix back in the day. I actually grew up in um, mostly kind of the southwest side, Goodyear, Avondale, Litchfield oh. Park. Grandparents lived in Litchfield Park, and an aunt. But believe it or not, a lot of people don't know this, but we have Luke Air Force Base, but not many people know that we had, at one time in Goodyear, we had a naval air base. Really? We had a naval air base, and uh, it was the same kind of deal as Luke. They trained pilots. Yeah. And uh, my dad was a Montana farm boy that joined the Navy to see the world. And where did he end up? At the train station in Goodyear, Arizona, in the <laughs> desert. And that's what he ended up. Uh, he wasn't a pilot or anything, but he was an electronic technician, and he met my mom there. That's a whole story. How do people end up, you know, like I keep, my family, my cousins and I say, why didn't Grandpa just keep going to like San Diego or somewhere? <laughs> it's like, why here? But his story was that he was a coal miner 
and uh, the hills of Kentucky. Wow. And uh, he developed black lung. And the doctor oh. says, you got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, so they... Uh, go to the desert. They go to the desert. <laughs> dry, liked it dry, liked the heat, liked yeah. everything about it. So that's how we all ended up here. Yeah. So... Eventually. Eventually. It's like, <laughs> wow, how did this happen? So... I'll tell you a little tidbit about Goodyear that you probably already know, I'm Maybe. sure. <laughs> I, I, um, I, was, I was born in Akron, Ohio. Uh-huh. Rubber, oh, oh, yeah. rubber capital of the world. There you go. At one point, every tire in the world came out of Akron, Ohio, including Goodyear. That's right. Uh, which the name is named after Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company. That's and it. They built a little resort called Wigwam. Wigwam yeah. for their executives to come yes. out and party once a year or whatever whatever they did there. And I was a big beneficiary of the <laughs> wigwam, not because of any executives. Because my uncle worked for Goodyear Farms. Oh. And they allowed families who worked for Goodyear. Nice. The kids could go I to I think that. they even had an aerospace division out here at one time or something. I, I can't remember all the Maybe. details. But they were, they did have a stronghold. Thus the name. Goodyear. Goodyear. And Litchfield actually is a, a part of Akron, Ohio. It's a, it's a suburb of Akron, Ohio. Litchfield, well, it could Ohio. Be. Mr. Litchfield, uh, I guess they came out here in a covered wagon. It used to be a, the the dude ranch uh, part of the stables of yeah. the wigwam, and we always used to kind of laugh at all the East Coast people <laughs> coming out in all their dude clothes and all spiffy, and we're like laughing at those people, knowing but, they didn't look. No, but they were they right? were trying, and it was fun to watch. But yeah, a lot of history. Yeah. Uh, Laura Kano out in Goodyear, you know, she's the councilwoman there. Yeah. I, I went to speak to one of the groups, you know, having grown up in that area and all the fun things. But a lot of, a lot of history. A lot of history. Well, Didn't know your people were getting a history lesson. You've seen a lot of change. Well, yes. As a native here. Yeah, a lot of change. And, it, you know. Again, with the age thing, you know, you you know, when we go on, uh, we would call going from out in that area, Goodyear Avondale is like, we're going to town. So it's a lot, 25 miles. Yeah, pack a lunch. <laughs> we're going to town and we drive in to, to Phoenix, to Woolworths. And, yeah. and really town didn't start till you got around that curve coming by the state capitol. Wow. And then you you got out of town, <laughs> 24th <laughs> Street in Van Buren was it. It, yeah. I'm sorry. This, I'm really oh, reminiscing about all those old things. This is and, great uh, stuff, yeah. Yeah, and in, in the day when we called going, we had a drive-in theater wow. in Avondale, the rodeo. Okay, so we would call it not only going to town, but to go to a walk-in <laughs> if we went to a, a theater. Okay, that's enough of that, I guess. No, <laughs> I, I I love your, you, even, you have a mission statement that's uh, providing spiritual encouragement for Arizona's leaders. Yes. Now, you're at the the uh, legislative branch, yes. but when you say Arizona leaders, that goes way beyond legislature. It goes right? way beyond that. And what I found, and uh, I have an appointment as chaplain, but what I've been able to do is not only minister to the legislative branch, but to the executive, meaning the governor's office, nice. uh, others, uh, some of our even leaders that are in Washington, D.C. Uh, I've been able to go to D.C. in a number of times. Uh, the The great thing, when John Kyle was in office, oh, what a great guy. I love him, yeah. He was so awesome. I was able to go through his office to actually pray at the Senate. 
Nice. Uh, and that was very, very special. So I did that and uh, back in whenever that was, 2003. And then I prayed over at the House uh, of Reps, which they're different. It's all very different the oh, way yeah. it's laid out uh, yeah. than here. But yeah. So, yeah, I've had an opportunity to be able to pray with governors, uh, congressmen, all kinds of leaders, which I always marvel out because I am not someone you would expect uh, at all. Why do ever. you say that? Oh, wait. You, 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 now, you know I love the name of your show, Rescuers. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because uh, God rescued me, mm-hmm. literally uh, rescued me, mostly from myself, okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I do a wide variety of ministry. And I not only there's a phrase that people use, you know, that they do ministry to people that are in the top level, the they call them the up and outers. <laughs> so you, you you know, you got the down and outers and the up yeah. and outers. Well I, I minister to kind of both. And I probably have felt more comfortable with the down and outers in the beginning because of where God picked me up. Where did he find you? And um he found me uh at the end of a long rope that I was trying to hang myself with. You know how some people say they hit bottom? And uh, I was one of those people that hit bottom and dragged painfully along as I was being dragged. Wow. And I was dragging myself. Um, you know, God kept taking off the chains and I kept putting them back on. Are you on. comfortable being a little more descriptive? Sure. Okay. I'm getting there. Okay. I, I'm one of these annoying people that like to build a story. Oh, okay. So I'm building. Here comes here comes the really the, the tough parts. Uh, you know, I, I was... Uh, I started drinking at 16. I was out uh, of my home at 16. Mm. Uh, I got married as a 16-year-old. What does a 16-year-old know about marriage? Nothing. This was my mother's brilliant idea, by the way. So, and the kid that I got married to, it wasn't what I'd call a marriage. I don't know what we were, but we weren't. uh, We were trouble. But we started drinking, and it was that era, and we were all over the place and hitchhiking around and doing this and doing that. And, and alcohol was a great great uh, way for me to numb whatever pain, whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. The other thing that developed was uh, in this relationship was violence. Oh, uh, boy. Really horrible. Yeah. Really bad. And I just kept staying. You know, and you're that age, and, and I stayed too long, and the alcohol got worse and worse. And it never gets better. Mm-hmm. Neither, you know, the violence or the drinking. It never gets better. It only gets worse. So I had to come to a place where uh, I went in for detox. And people say, oh, you weren't that bad. I'm like, yeah, well, where were you when I was laying in the gutter? <laughs> you know, and I say these things because I did some horrendous things. Yeah. Uh, just amazing to me that what in the world? It's like, what were you thinking? Well, I wasn't thinking. What did it say about the prodigal son? The prodigal son came to his senses. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, <laughs> maybe I should start thinking differently. But, uh, yeah, and there's more to this story. It even I gets love that better. that story because his, his dad came running after him. Yes. And, yeah. So um, uh, you, um, you were, God used you. Uh, I, I came to Jesus 24 years ago myself at a comfortable 49 years old. 
uh, not comfortable at all because because uh, I ran into that wall and ended up ran into that painful wall, mm-hmm. and um, so he equips us. We look back sometimes and we know well God was massaging me or equipping mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and because I never could be doing what I'm doing today if it weren't for that. Right. That's right. Pe- people, too many people, I think, say, oh, I just want to forget that part of my life. Well, actually, it was being used to form you for who you are now. Mm-hmm. And um, and you you probably had no vision of being a chaplaincy. Oh, my. No. <laughs> oh, my. No, no, no. no. Yeah. That, you know, and especially in the area that I'm I'm now yeah. uh, ministering, especially uh, some of the other areas. Uh, but even any of that very foreign isn't it when we're in that place because I had known Jesus as a little girl the great thing I knew Jesus Jesus loved me I accepted the Lord a lot of us do you know I I always wanted to be with him but I didn't know how to get there Mm -hmm. lost my way and honestly I didn't know God's character I didn't know anything about God I thought he was mad at me Jesus I knew loved me but I don't know God yeah (laughs) <laughs> strange isn't it yeah. it's like, God, what it's out to get me I'm running so um, if you're just dialing in to Rescuers Radio Show uh, at uh, Radio or Faith Talk 1360 airs every Thursday at 530 uh, I have Donna Kafer as my guest uh, and very happily so uh, Donna is the um, head of Arizona Legislative Chaplaincy and we're talking about her background and and um, I know there's there's people that listen to this show in our worldwide audience that um, that love listening because uh, the rescuers is is just that uh, to show that there's um, there's hope. There is hope. Yeah. Oh, hope! You know, I go out to the women's prison and uh, Jeremiah twenty nine. 11 through 13. That's our oh, one boy. of our favorite ones, right? Yeah, yeah it is. Right? Yep. It, it, it's, uh, I know the plans you have for me, says the Lord, plans not to harm me, but to give me a hope and a future. And then I, you know, I sometimes I'll stop there and then I say, but you, you, if you cry out to me, the Lord says, right? I'm not paraphrasing. <laughs> I'll, I hear you and I'll answer you. Yeah. And that's what you have. There's hope and hope abounds. If I didn't have the hope, gee, I, it just brings me to tears. I am so grateful. I was so sick uh, in a lot of ways, and I wouldn't have known a right decision if it walked up and said hello. You know, I honestly, I said with the drinking, I used to watch Christian TV and drink and cry. Wow. I used to watch Jan Crouch, and she'd start crying, and I'd cry. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? But that just shows you how the Holy Spirit works on our lives. Yeah. It, don't ever give up on people if they're in drugs, alcohol, whatever other behavior. You don't know. Yep. You know, you pray, I say, send the Holy Spirit after them. Yes. Just pray the Holy Spirit contends with them. Yep. And that's what it took. It was that wrestling uh, to take me to a place where I could begin to see what God had in store for my life if I yeah. get out of the way. Yeah. So that's the biggest part. Thank, and, thank uh, you for sharing. I, I want to talk about your service within the prison system. Yes. Because that's a part of your chaplaincy that um, is probably, uh, it's, it's bold, it's courageous uh, in a lot of people's eyes. In your mind it's, and heart, it's probably just the right thing to do. Yeah, it is the right thing to do. It's uh, the brokenness of people 
in prison now. I, I only go into the women's uh, prisons, yeah. and I've gone to different prisons across the country, uh, and, and you see the same same situation, mm-hmm. uh, the brokenness and people that have been harmed mm-hmm. deeply. Uh, and, and you know, a lot of them say, well, if God forgives me, God forgives me. Why am I suffering in here like this? I said, you know, but there's always consequences. Yeah. Always con- You know, God loved Adam and Eve, yeah. and, and he loved them and set up a plan of salvation. But he drove them out of the Garden of Eden, and they couldn't stay there, and they couldn't go back. I mean, there was consequences, and, and uh, God disciplines us. And I said, and, I, and then I asked them after, you know, a while, you, as I teach and preach, and I say, you know, how many of you are glad you came to prison? All the hands fly up. Yes, yes, because it's there that they've been brought to a place that they can begin. You know, and I've been going out to Perryville for 10 years, and I've probably been doing prison ministry at least 15. That's a women's prison. The women's prison. prison. You know, the strange thing is back in the 80s, there was one little unit out there that was women. The rest were men. Now all the men are gone, and it's all women and all the units. So that tells us where we've come. Yeah. And that's sad in all these years, 30-some yeah. years. But we have, uh, in the one unit I go to, we have, we've had, now, of course, COVID interrupted a lot of this. Yeah. But we would have upwards of 80 to 100 women would come. And we'd have people uh, first time accepting Christ or maybe, you know, come back. People just come back and back and, you know, it's like, well, you just, you got to, you keep coming back and tell the father everything that's in your heart. Are you having a problem? And then they worry they'll come in and you can smell cigarette smoke all over them. And, well, I'm really trying to quit. I said, let's just work on one thing here. (laughs) Let's not worry so much about that. I mean, you know, God loves you. So let's start there. Yeah. And I, there are, there, um, I, I don't know the, what's happening right now, but COVID did, probably change a lot of things. Yep. But even before COVID, there are some prisons that wouldn't allow uh, Bible studies within. Is that true? Uh, I, I had a friend that was led a Bible study, a prison ministry, and there and it, it depended from time to time who was r- running the prison or, or something, whether yeah. they could even get in or not. Yeah, that could be unique to a yeah. certain particular place and who okay. was running it or their particular idea because legally you know the freedom yeah freedom to worship it's a strange thing is that in california the largest women's prison is in california and they had three separate chapels nice and it was real but they were each designated but they had a variety you know you think chaplain we think as believers we think christian yeah. Well, that's not always the case. Every religion, probably. Every religion. Yeah. And I looked on a board. They had these pegs for who was in and who was out. Well, the Wiccan chaplain just happened to be out that day. There are uh, oh. satanic priests that go in to minister, oh if you can gosh. call it ministering. Oh, my gosh. Is that horrifying? Yeah. Well, you know, I was praying right then and there. I looked up and saw Wiccan. We've got a Wiccan chaplain. I met uh, uh, Iman that was there, uh, Muslim so you always think, and, and that's it. You, but you do minister as a chaplain. I saw that you had a, a chaplain from Corporate Chaplains of America. 
Yeah. On well, you know, as a chaplain, I teach chaplaincy training. Thanks for tuning in. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Great show. <laughs> but I'm saying it, we do minister to people of all faiths, yeah. uh, and no faith, and all kinds of different belief styles. Mm-hmm. So you you do see that. So if they have specific chaplains in these prisons or in any, you know, it's just weird. Yeah. But but from what I know from the prisons that I've been in, that they're always very welcoming of, of uh, and they call them, I don't like it much, they call us religious volunteers. <laughs> I'm the least religious person you probably know. So it's like, I don't know about that. Ken Blanchard had a, has a wonderful... Uh definition of religion and, and one of Christianity. Oh, there you go. Religion is due. Christianity is done. Amen. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. You know, it's like Christianity. We, if you are a Christ follower, I kind of like what they, in the early church, they were called the way. The way. Let's walk in the way. Let's walk in the way of Jesus. And who first coined that? You know, you're like, wow, Christian. But we are the way. We are following the the truth of Christ and him alone. And people say, I don't care much for Christians. Well, quit looking at them and put your eyes right back on Jesus, Jesus. where they belong. Because, that's right. you know, that's... Uh, yeah. We all want to be good examples. Like, well, he planted the seed for me a year and a half ago to do this radio show, and it was awesome. off. It was not on not on my radar. Really? And uh, you know, I ran the broadcast association for almost thirty years, and a lot of trips to D.C. You know, doing all the ad- advocacy and all of that kind of thing, and and um, never never thought. But 2019 for me was my walk in the wilderness year because I I had no idea what I was going to do. I did not want to retire. I'm just not made that way. There's no such thing as retirement. And uh, the end of 19, <laughs> beginning of 20th, uh, I ended up in this uh, company with Salem Broadcasting. Now, I, I'm not an employee of Salem, uh, but I, I, I have the airtime and uh, for rescuers, and and he even gave me the name. And so we had it all worked out by February, March, and we were going to air in May of uh-huh. last year, which we did on May 7th was our first program and nobody saw COVID coming. No. But I know God's plan was to in in this in this upside down world that we began to understand right. or or if there was any understanding but we needed some brightness. We needed to know who in all of this are shining lights. Mm-hmm. Thus the name rescuers. And and um it's an honor for me to to have, to have, be sitting in this seat and and being able to do this, uh, and it's all about God. It's all about what Jesus did, and it's all about yes. uh, you know. Didn't he didn't give us a roadmap on how to how to get out of this thing? No. But he did. He did give us a roadmap and eyes and ears to listen and see that there were people doing heroic things during COVID, and even, even continues today continues today and there's a lot that's coming out of this you know god's given us opportunities even in the difficult things of life and uh, that's why i heard someone say one time is that that's why rose bushes have thorns because they're so beautiful if there were no thorns oh we'll just lay down and enjoy the fragrance but no there's thorns (laughs) in there get up and they hurt and they hurt so (laughs) 
That's right. You know, get up and get to it. So, so we have yeah. a couple of minutes left, Donna, and and I, you know, you you've been a screenwriter, a producer, and an actor. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> uh, it sounds very exciting. And and you wrote a book, right? I've written two books. Two books. Um, supposed to be a third one of these years. Uh, women of Courage and Women of Faith, mm-hmm. and they're about women I've admired. And uh, so I wrote about a lot of different women, and there's a little different twists in it, but it's they're, they're a lot of fun. Should be a third book. One of these days I'll get <laughs> it'll add more women. But I've been a writer since I was a kid, and uh, I didn't include everything on it. I was like, man, I start writing down stuff I do. It's like, ugh, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I do a lot of stuff. So we're in our last two minutes. Okay. And uh, I always like closing the show asking, uh, w- what's in your future? I mean, right now, you've for 23 years, you've been in the chaplaincy yes. the, of the government in Arizona and elsewhere. Uh, is it just that? Uh, no. What's, what's it, what do you see ahead? Well, what I'm going to do is, like, I, I've been there for quite a long time. The great thing about that, you know, they're out of session at times, and so I'm down there a little bit, so it gives you a little bit of leeway, but um, I'll probably be there a couple of more years at least, always have my foot in a little bit. But my big thing is I've written a screenplay with uh, my writing partner, Jeff Morrison, and I, and we've written this screenplay called Someday, and it's a strong faith film, but it's, it's what... They're putting out now films that are called crossover, so anyone could watch it and come to Christ. Yeah. So our mission is to reach people, uh, and that's what I'm hoping to do, is do more film. I've helped a friend of mine help produce a nice. TV series that he's done locally and is doing. So there's a lot. of That's a whole show in itself, all that stuff. Donna Kafer, thank you for being our guest today on Rescuers. Well, you are you. a rescuer. Well, I can't <laughs> rescue me. At least I can do, right? Yeah, that's In it. Turn. The Rescuers Radio Show, heard uh, every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. at Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com. Once it airs, it becomes a podcast in the stream. Just Google or look up uh, Rescuers Radio Show Ministry. You'll find it. God bless. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.